Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Number two of betting across America here on a Sunday as we take you through all the live sports betting action, get you sent for the event still to come. As I'm joined on the East Coast by Scott Seidenberg, hanging out in New York, staying safe as well. We are obviously thinking of all our friends on the Eastern Seaboard with the uh, Tropical Storm Henry right now, uh, battering uh, the East Coast. A lot of rainfall, a couple of games postponed on the MLB card, as well as the golf final round going to be pushed back uh, to Monday. But Scott, you're like you're doing good. You're you're more just worried about some of your sweats going on right now on, on the baseball card. A couple of first five that are uh, are tight at the moment. I see the uh, Marlins do have a runner on in the fourth inning here, down one nothing. But uh, you need you need a little help here, Scott. But look, that's what the sweats are for, you know. Make you earn it. That's nothing better. Nothing better than a sweat here on a Sunday, right? Exactly. Uh, by the way, I think we. It's funny the the fickle nature of in-game betting, especially in the NFL, where we kind of felt like, look, an in-game under would be great. Uh, especially if we see some early scoring in this Giants-Browns game, the only NFL preseason game going on right now, one of two today. And that's exactly what we saw early. And, of course, as look, the, just our nature is better. We then say, okay, well, do we really want to – do we still have conviction, especially in a preseason game when we see both quarterbacks move the ball up and down the field? We saw an inflated total, but we both kind of felt like it would be a stay away. And right after we both felt that, Scott, Case Keenum throws a terrible pick in the end zone. And now mm-hmm. it appears as though we are seeing just the 
uh, the the uh, just nothing happening really between this uh, between the twenties right now. Both teams have uh, it is slow to a crawl essentially with the, the game yeah. still seven seven. Final two minutes now of the first half. Live total down to thirty three and a half. This again close thirty four yeah. and a half. So the fickle Makes nature sense. of preseason betting. Yeah. It makes sense. This is what we've seen so far in the preseason. Sure, unders have been incredible. Seventeen and three in the first twenty games. Yesterday it was five and five. Uh, obviously, the you know the day before was good as well for unders. But I think that we're seeing a pattern here of scoring early and then no scoring late as the backups get more involved and coaches look to kind of figure out certain things uh, with their teams and with their rosters. Because people have to remember, this isn't just about getting your team ready for the regular season. This is about filling out your roster. This is about filling out your practice squad. And this is about giving other teams an opportunity to see the players that you don't have any plans on keeping on your roster, but you can certainly work out trades and they could sign with another team and work their way onto a practice squad. So there's a lot that goes in to these preseason games. That's more than just getting your main guys ready for the regular season. I think it's a great point too. And it just speaks to, I think also the differences between week one and week two, where we saw just so much vanilla play calling and coaching in general week two. It's pretty obvious, Scott, these coaches, they want to get their guys in for a limited amount of time. The top guys who are the ones that are playing, of course, and they want to air out the playbook. They wanted to say, look, we, we want to see what we've got here in a, in a series or two no point in holding back and it's it's it kind of has correlated i would say in a way to some of these higher scores uh now and again we saw yesterday in in a couple of games almost no points in the second half and will we see the same thing today 14 in the first quarter zero so far in the second uh between the giants and browns we'll just point out mike glenn and look give him a lot of credit scott behind basically zero offensive line today and you could argue even when the starters are playing it's no offensive line for the giants but he's 10 of 13 86 yards today, a lot of dinking and dunking going on there. Case Keenum, 9 of 12 for 74 yards. Touchdown in that horrific pick that I know you are just, mm-hmm. you know, that's uh, it's a shame, Scott, because he just keeps well, the ball and, and you're looking good on your first half bet. Well, here's what I'm looking at now is uh, I do expect the Browns to get the ball back here because the Giants are facing a punting situation, but it's the preseason, so they could go for it. I'm not sure, you know. Fourth and and four midfield, uh, I think. Yeah, maybe go for it. You you never know. Uh, And then if the Browns can get themselves into field goal range, at least I can work myself a little push here on the first half line of three. So uh, we'll see if the Browns can put together a little two-minute magic for me. Meanwhile, it does not look like today will be the day for the Baltimore Orioles to snap the streak as uh, you were you were looking for a big inning, Scott, as a uh, as an overbetter of this game. This thing was nine and a half, as, as high as ten. And uh, Adam Duvall continues to mash for Atlanta. Two-run double to score both Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson. Three-run inning now for the Braves, who have made it three nothing. All the runs coming in this top of the fourth on uh, on John Means. And so you look at the uh, the live line now, Scott. Well. It's uh, it's getting up to let's see it was seven it was eight and a half that's now been suspended but you're still alive at least there's a lot of baseball still to be played with some pretty bad pitching especially on the Orioles side. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, still looking for two more runs to uh, push the first five total. We'll see if we can get that in uh, just three half innings. You got a shot. Uh, three nothing right now. Atlanta and Baltimore here in the bottom of the fourth. It is betting across America on a Sunday. Our final hour will be joined in about a half hour by Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Really excited to have Eric on. Always an outstanding guest here on the network as we get ready for the start of the NFL season. College football, as we know now, is six days away and some significant line moves already on the week zero 
games, which I know puts a smile on Scott's face. We'll talk about a couple more of those games uh, later on in the hour. But also right now, getting you set for the, the few games coming up here in just a few minutes in this 2 o'clock Eastern window. One other scoring update uh, as well. Toronto has struck first. one nothing there into the top of the fourth. Massive favorites, largest of the day, as high as minus 270 with Steven Matz. Toronto won, and the Tigers nothing. A bullpen day uh, today for the Tigers, as Teoscar Hernandez actually, it was a, a, a fielding error by Jamer Candelario. So that pitching actually hasn't been terrible for Detroit, just some bad fielding behind him, and uh, it's a one nothing lead. I know you were kind of leading Scott a little bit to, uh, oh, and by the way, Marlins base hit down the left field line. So you are alive there, your first five, uh, first five on the uh, run line there with Miami, 1 1 ball game as finally they're able to get to uh, Vladimir Gutierrez base hit down the uh, the left field line and I believe was that uh, Jazz Chisholm I think who just drove in that run but regardless 1-1 game and uh, now here, here you go you're live top of the four still a little bit to sweat out there one more uh, one couple more innings uh, half innings at play but uh, not bad Scott after the leadoff homer to Tyler Nake when you, you have a you have yourself a tie game well, Sandy, Sandy Day, Sandy Alcantara has kind of settled down after that leadoff home run and just give me another uh, two innings uh, from him of scoreless baseball and will gladly take a 1-1 game going into the sixth. You're almost there. Uh, it was Chisholm who scored, Jesus Sanchez, the double down the left field line. And so right now, 1-1, total 7.5, your live number here, minus 130 on the under Reds, minus 150 live. Marlins at 120. By the way, that is back up to 9.5, the full game total on Braves-Orioles, which is where it started at uh, with that uh, three-run inning. Uh, just quickly, though, I know that uh, that Hauser matchup for the Brewers, who, and I'll, I'll correct myself from, from earlier, I said his last start gave up one hit. It was a no-hitter through six and a third, but he walked five guys, took him out after 104 pitches. Then he was he tested positive for COVID, has not not pitched in 19 days. But I'll tell you this, Scott, I know you, kinda, you potentially liked uh, the Brewers on the first five today. Big BP, Bobby Portis in the house as it's, you know, the celebration tour for the Milwaukee Bucks. So he is in the house today. Uh, Hauser and the Brewers have been bet up here as high as minus 240 in a bullpen game against Sean Nolan uh, and the Nationals. That'll be uh, likely the bullpen game, assuming Nolan continues to struggle. 12 ERA coming in and a, a total of nine. That's coming up here in about uh, two minutes. Bobby Portis factor, Scott, you can't uh, under underrate that. And you know what you can't underrate as well is uh, Christian Yelich starting to swing the bat really well. That too. Um, yesterday, homered for the first time at home in what seemed like ages uh, and, and really starting to put some good contact on the baseball. He was grounding the ball way too much, and he wanted to actually elevate the baseball more, get it into the outfield, and he's been doing that as of late. So if Yelich gets hot, you know, this Brewers team is going to be dangerous down the stretch. I am in agreement with you, and it's been uh, – it has looked very concerning at to say the least, with Yelich having a, a consistent back injuries and just issues he's had to play through all season. And it's funny, if you watch Brewer baseball every day, the broadcasts continue to say, every time he hits the ball hard, ah, he's starting to look good. Hey, they've been yeah. saying that literally <laughs> the entire season. Start, he's starting to look good. And then, of course, yesterday he hits the home run, and it's the same deal I'm watching the game. Christian Yelich, he's starting to look good again. So, look, I, I'll, I'll kind of see it when I – I'll believe it when I see a little more of a sustained stretch here out of Yelich. And he's uh, had some, some pretty uh, – I would say light pitching to go against recently, but no, I, I think if you're a Brewers uh, backer as I am for the, for on a futures play, you want to see him at full health, even though they've gotten a lot of production out of the rest of the lineup uh, and have the, the good pitching advantage. Once you get to the playoffs, that is a huge uh, piece of the lineup uh, there for sure. And uh, by the way, lead off double there in, uh, in Baltimore, bottom of the fourth. So, all right, Scott, you're, you're still, you're still in business here. Slow, a little bit of a slow start on a Sunday for some of the plays you made, but we're starting to round into form here. Tiki Toussaint starting to show his uh, colors as he's given up some hard contact here recently. 
Yeah, uh, still worried about that White Sox game. The White Sox offense hasn't been able to do anything against Chris Archer and uh, just going to need uh, gonna need Tampa to not score anymore, if you will. Uh, they're in the bottom of the third inning and do have a runner on first against Lopez. But, you know, so far it's been a pretty good game for Archer, who threw two innings of shutout baseball. Now they're into the bullpen. Armstrong threw one inning uh, and didn't allow a hit. So we'll yeah. see if the White Sox can get on the board. Archer, yeah, Archer looked looked pretty solid at least in the early going, one nothing in the, and that uh, live total at least now seven and a half, raised minus two fifty uh, on the live market. So we'll keep you posted as well. The other games about uh, to start, we've got Pittsburgh, St. Louis, a large favorite today. Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals minus uh, two forty in a lot of spots against Stephen Brault, eight and a half uh, is your total there. And we're just about to get started, Mariners and Astros with uh, another Astros line here. They are uh, favored in this game pretty significantly and mentioned as well, uh, Nats Brewers. That is moments away uh, from starting. Also, Royals-Cubs. That'll get underway here in a few minutes. Alec Mills on the mound for uh, for the Cubs. <laughs> Crazy how uh, I'll just mention that quickly since that's, uh, that is the 11-20 start here against Hernandez and the Royals. You, we, we both kind of thought, like, look, Royals, are, uh, Royals and Cubs are going to put up some runs, at least in that game yesterday. And Chris Bubich, of course, ends up with a, a no-hitter that gets broken up basically because they have a rain delay without any rain. Uh, classic, classic chicanery going on by, uh, by the Cubs uh, there at uh, Wrigley Field, even though they're out of it. So who would have thought? And today, total of eight, which I guess, I don't know, two, two pitchers who have struggled, Scott, uh, pick and line, kind of like yesterday. I, I, don't, I don't feel any, any inkling of desire to play this game either way. Nah, there's no read on this game. Uh, it's one of those ones where just pass. You don't have to bet every game. That's that's a lesson that everybody has to learn. <laughs> that, is, that is a great lesson. Uh, by the way, Browns uh, did pick up a – the Giants elected to punt for midfield. 7-7 seven, seven game, late first half. Scott sweating this. He needs a field goal to push the first half bets here on minus three with Cleveland laying six or six and a half for the game. 7-7. Uh, seven, seven. Case Keenum is uh, out, by the way. So uh, his day is done. It looks like it's Kylie Kyle let us show. That's who you're relying on, Scott. But they did pick up a first down on third and 13. Second and two right now. 48 seconds to go in the half. Still two timeouts for Kevin Stefanski. Still getting, even though it's Laoletta, getting practice in the two-minute drill. And they're at their own 31 right now. So it's not out of the question. And Laoletta looked good in Jacksonville last week. But that's, uh, that's who you're relying on, Scott. I'll just not to not yeah. feel bad. Is this the uh, Kyle Laoletta revenge game uh, going up against his former team in the Giants? Well, we've had a lot of look. We've had a lot of revenge angles in the uh, in the quarterback betting so far. But he, well, he missed. He has a he had a wide open man that he just overthrew by about six yards. So that's uh, come on, come on, Kyle. Pulp, you know, th- look, channel your inner Mitch Trubisky uh, yesterday in Chicago. Understand this is this is revenge time for you, I guess, in some weird way. Uh, he's three for five, 24 yards. We'll see what happens uh, on a uh, on a third and two. We did though yesterday. Scott wanted to uh, transition a little bit. Speaking of NFL teams and looking at the NFL futures market, uh, we talked just giving our thoughts on some of these divisions, overrated or underrated, as it relates to betting on futures from win totals to division, you know, to uh, conference outrights and Super Bowl outrights. Touched on the NFC West and how that might, uh, from yesterday, that might be a division where winning profits and winning bets there on the futures could be hard to come by with how that figures to be a pretty tightly compacted division. But I want to get your thoughts on the AFC East, a division that uh, has one of the New York teams, the Jets, who are expected to be in rebuilding mode this year with a first-year coach in Robert Sala. And we just saw Carl Lawson go down with the Achilles injury likely out for the season for the Jets. What do you make of a division that's got potential bounce-back candidates in New England as well as a young, rising team that is kind of a polarizing team 
to be honest, with Tua Tagovailoa and Miami, along with a team in Buffalo that figures to be the elite uh, class of that division. When you look, Scott, at the win totals and how they're currently laid out, how do you expect this division to fare as far as a rewarding betters if they're going to be backing these teams? Well, I still think it's Buffalo's division to lose. Uh, they're the class of this division, and they're going to be a team that uh, could make some noise in the AFC playoffs. So the Bills are certainly uh, the ones on top of this division. I think the Patriots will be a lot better. Um, I think the Jets will be better, and I think the Dolphins will be better. This is going to be an improved division. I think there's there, maybe this division's a little underrated, if you will, but still believe that it's Buffalo's division to lose. Uh, they have the best roster, uh, but the Patriots, are, are, I think a lot of People are down on them. Uh, they have a pretty solid roster uh, top to bottom, and they're going to be a little more competitive, I believe, than people are giving them credit for. So look out for the Patriots to make some noise here and fight for that second spot in this division and a potential wild card spot in the AFC playoffs. Miami always going to be a challenge for teams, especially when they have to go down there early in the season with the heat. Um, you know, two is going to impress. Uh, you know, he's got a new weapon there. To, to play around with as well. And uh, I think that, you know, the way that this team has has played under Brian Flores uh, cannot be understated. You know, they are competitive in, in every game that they play. So I think that them and the Jets will be the next two teams in, in this division. You know, I think the Dolphins have a case that they could win 10 games and, and be right there with the Patriots. But with the, you know, I think the Jets go over their win total. And I think that this could be a division where you have multiple double digit win teams or at the very, you know, worst, maybe three, nine win teams or two, nine win mm -hmm. teams and an 11 win team and an eight win team. But I think all four of these teams uh, have the potential to be over 500 though. Yeah. I, look, I, I Certainly on the Buffalo side and giving you know, how strong they are top to bottom and how much how strong of a coach Sean McDermott is uh, to me. Look, if there's a value play to be had in the AFC East, only having to lay minus 150 for the Bills to come out and win the division is probably where I'd look uh, as far as far as the win totals. You know, the one thing I'll say with New England, I, I tend to buy buy into some of the bounce back for them, especially when you think about a lot of positive regression likely coming their way. When you think about all the, the injuries, COVID opt outs from last season, Bill Belichick, who historically has been a guy who really relies on his tight end and his offensive system, but who basically had zero tight end production last year, spends a ton in free agency to bring in a couple of relatively big names in Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. So you would think there's a lot of positive signs here for new England. The one thing that is interesting, this was a win total that was, has been nine most of the off season. And while I think it's interesting, always got to point out like the general media narrative on a team, but what betters are actually betting, there is sometimes a difference there. And so while, as you point out, some of the general thoughts are, yeah, New England going to struggle again. The betters have kind of gone the other way, and this has been bet up to at most shops now nine and a half on New England with, with the juice uh, to the under. So plus price if you still want to bet the over. That's not really a number I'd be I'd really want to take because to me, New England, for as much of, of the positive improvement side as I see them having, still some really difficult scheduling spots this year. They have the, uh, they have a, a, of all the NFL teams, the worst amount of either games against teams coming off a of bye or short week road games uh, and those aren't really seen on your screen there because it's obviously dependent on other teams schedule Scott but that's the one concern I have and I, I see nine and eight could could easily be in play for New England they could still sneak in as a wild card team but I don't know that I would love having to go the over at nine and a half now that that's gotten bet up a little bit 
Yeah, it's a little tough there. Like I said, the potential for them, maybe 10 is the high watermark. But I can, you know, nine wins is pretty, pretty solid for this Patriots team. I don't see them winning less than that. I know I, I am uh, with you on that, by the way, third and six in Cleveland Giants, seven Brown, seven, Scott, you are, uh, you're on, on the edge of field goal range. Brown's out of timeouts. It is it's the, the Laoletta show. Uh, they've got a third and six, I believe at about the 45 uh, here of, of the Giants. This is, this is what we love. Scott, uh, sweating first half preseason football bets. Laoletta on this drive, by the way, six of nine uh, for 40, 41 yards. They've got a second and a five at midfield. So basically, Basically, without a timeout, or third and six, I should say, midfield, you're going to need you're going to need about a 15-yard pass play and get out of bounds and then kick a field goal. So, uh, with Kyle Allen at quarterback, how are you feeling about those uh, those chances, Scott? Hey, it's it's the preseason. Let the guy kick a 65-yard. Deep shot and it is overthrown. Two seconds left, so they're probably going to go hail mary here on a fourth sure. down. Uh, yeah, why? Of course, why not? I will give you some good news though. Run scored in Baltimore as the Orioles try to look. They're they're. I know the the, the narrative here is they're just packing it in, but it, look, the guys on the field, they're still trying. Uh, and even though they've lost 17 straight, they finally snapped the run line losing streak. They did cover the run line last night. They do get a run here in the bottom of the fourth. So you, I believe, right? You need one more uh, Scott uh, to get to at least push your first five bet on the over. Ramon Urias a double to right, and they've got uh, Mateo up, runner on second, two outs here in the bottom of the fourth is Tiki Toussaint. Both pitchers really, Scott, after great early starts, have run into some trouble here in the fourth, and it'll be runners on first and second after a walk here to Mateo. Yeah, uh, so hopefully we get some runs here, and uh, really, you know, not a good situation though in Tampa. Uh, the Rays did score again; it's three nothing now, and, and the White Sox just, uh, you know, now going up a second time seeing Armstrong. Uh, they have not been able to do anything through the first three innings offensively. Two innings against Archer, and one inning here against Armstrong. So maybe this White Sox lineup, which is so potent, uh, can can maybe break through here in the fourth and the fifth inning, but. Uh, their bats have not looked good as of late. Yeah, and looking at it now, Rays up to uh, they've increased the uh, live line margin minus five fifty right now. If you still want to get in on the Rays, I am seeing though Chris Archer. He is coming out of the game with, as you mentioned, uh, we saw him coming into today. Really weren't sure what we would get out of Chris Archer with uh, the struggles and his injury concerns, but we'll see the uh, the injured hip for Archer as he is uh, he is set to leave. By the way, the scoring doubles from uh, Wander Franco that was the first uh, score than Austin Meadows another base hit. So uh, that is a three, nothing game there in the fourth inning. I, I just couldn't help but laugh. Well, it's got the, uh, the fourth down play in Cleveland, <laughs> the hail Mary play saw Kyle Aletta avoid like two different sacks and then decided to take off and run. And he, he ran uh, unencumbered for about 30 yards and then got drilled from behind by a defensive lineman fumbles the ball, massive scrum. It just, uh, I'm not sure what the point of that was, but seven, seven, First half uh, is is in the books, and the I'm seeing 16 and a half is going to be your second half line put up uh, with a three and a half point edge to Cleveland. So preseason football, Scott at its finest on display there. That's exactly what it is, preseason football. <laughs> I mean, I, as soon Kyle. as I saw Lau let us start to t- tuck it around, I'm like, oh, what, what? 
What are we doing? What, Kyle, Kyle, yeah. come on, man. What, what's, what is the point of this? There's zeros on the clock. You have no timeouts, and you're just going to run. I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the point is there. Uh, anyway, we still have a lot to, to get to here in this hour of betting across America. A number of baseball games that are in progress that so we'll keep you posted on. Adrian Hauser gets to the first inning unscathed in Milwaukee, so nothing, nothing there. And we'll continue to keep you updated on all of the latest uh, in-game updates. We'll also take a look, too, at the other game in the NFL preseason still to come. Similar line that we've seen in Cleveland, but it's the road team who's favored. 49ers and Chargers. We'll tell you about that on the other side as we continue right here on Betting Across America. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
Welcome back in. It's betting across America on a Sunday as we continue to roll along, keeping you up to date on all the latest live line action from around MLB, NFL as well, as we are joined by Scott Seidenberg on the East Coast. Ben Wilson back with you from the South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. And uh, the Brewers, good start for you, Scott. Colton Wong. Lead-off homer. So, I, look, I feel bad for some of these guys, these pitchers, like Sean Nolan, 12 ERA, gives up a bomb right out of the gates, and then I believe just walked Willie Adamas. So, Christian Yelich up. Uh, not a good start for the Nationals after they took the first game of that series. Blew a lead yesterday. Brewers ended up winning and covering on the run line. And here they are with Adrian Hauser back from the COVID IL. one uh, nothing lead here right away, bottom of the first, and this live total already up to 10.5 uh, with a little juice here to the over as well. There was a play in yesterday's game that, you know, would just tell you that this Nationals team is lost. Uh, Colton Wong was on third base. There was one out. There was a pop-up to the dugout on the first base side. And the first baseman, the pitcher, and the catcher all went after the ball. Zimmerman, the first baseman, wound up making the catch. But Colton Wong realized that nobody was covering home. So he tagged up and ran home, and it was a foot race, and he beat Zimmerman to the plate. He tagged up on a foul pop-out to the first base dugout, and the Nationals failed to cover home plate in that situation. That just goes to show yes. you what type of season it has been for the Nets. Uh, watching that live, I, you know, you, certain things, you watch baseball every day. I mean, we both do, Scott. You, certain things you just never see, and that is something I don't think I had ever seen. The rarely seen sack fly on a pop-out in foul territory to the first <laughs> baseman uh, where, yes, made the catch right by the dugout. And, yeah, today not getting any better here for the Nats. A base hit, by the way, for Yelich, so he continues to look uh, very solid, albeit feasting on inferior pitching, but Homer single, single to start for the Brewers and Avi Garcia up right now against Sean Nolan, who's ERA now up to a, uh, a 15 even number. Not, uh, not exactly uh, what you want to see. Uh, speaking of, we mentioned though, uh, Scott with Adrian Hauser coming back off the COVID IL and as well as our conversation earlier with Dwayne Colucci, the, just the reality of uh, where we're currently at right now is there's still going to be positive COVID cases as we get into the college football NFL season. We've continued to see it on the major league baseball front and more uh, COVID news, even though we don't really want to talk about it, we have to, and that's because it does impact things from a betting perspective. And uh, we are likely not going to see Mike Vrabel here for at least the next week or two because he just said that today, Zoom call with reporters, this is from Jim Wyatt, who covers the uh, Titans, one of their beat reporters at Jay Wyatt Sports on Twitter. Mike Vrabel telling the reporters he's tested positive. So while that won't really matter from the, just the overall preseason uh, perspective here, at the same time, Scott, not going to have uh, their coach, Tennessee, here for likely the final couple weeks. I guess it's a good thing that uh, we're still, what, 18 days away from the start of the season, so presumably he'll be back in time for week one. Uh, but still, just another sign, right, that, uh, that we are still going to see cases happen, and despite the high vaccination rates, this is going to be a reality that we as betters will certainly need to deal with and be aware of here going forward. Yeah, but it's not as much of an impact as it was last season. Now, right. last season, if this would have happened last year, the facility would be closed, which means that they're not getting in there for practice, and it would be a real detriment to the team. Now, we are under certain different protocols and obviously vaccinations, and so Mike Vrabel testing positive, he's going to be out, but the team can still obviously get their work in. There's going to be practice. He'll do things remotely. The, the assistant coaches will 
will handle a lot, and I don't think it's going to have much of an impact on them when the regular season starts. Yep, and thing too, we've also we've been through this for a year, so these coaches they're used to working remotely at this point. And I remember, of course, the Titans, a team that uh, were were kind of the, on, on the basis for the NFL coming out and making some you know, pretty aggressive statements as far as look, if you have a bunch of players who test positive, forfeits will be in play this year. After the Titans were one of those teams who were irresponsible last year, had a breakout, had that game pushed back all the way to a Tuesday against Buffalo and, and kind of had a ended a domino effect there where scheduling was uh, was certainly altered for a few weeks. So, But you do make the good point that uh, while it is for able testing positive, uh, that just happening today for Tennessee and he'll be away from the team, they still will be able to practice and, uh, and Tennessee coming off of that beat down 34-3 win over Tampa Bay uh, last night. So that'll certainly be uh, something to watch for the rest of the preseason. Uh, by the way, as well, I not to not to be the bearer of bad news for you, Scott, but one-one uh, in the bottom of the fifth in Cincinnati and uh, and Sandy Alcantara gives up a solo homer, uh, and that's the the perils of betting yep. five. It's like you get to the bottom of the fifth. If you bet, that's the one thing when you bet the road team, even though you can get really nice plus prices. You got to sweat out that bottom of the fifth, and there's no recourse if you go down. And unfortunately, that has happened uh, with another solo home run here for Cincinnati. It's always the hardest outs to get in that fifth inning. You, like, you, you can live by it, and you die by it. I mean, you you got a winner yesterday with the Brewers in the bottom of the fifth. So you, you, we feel both sides as betters. But uh, <laughs> Mike Mustakis, uh, Mike Mustakis, who's really been uh, been been silent all year, a lot of uh, injury issues for him, but he hits a home run. Two one now, Cincinnati, bottom of the fifth on Miami. When we return, we'll continue to update things on the baseball slate. Get a couple more opinions from Scott on his week zero thoughts in college football. And in about 20 minutes, we'll be joined by Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus rounding out the show on a Sunday here on Betting Across America. Football betting guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all access trial today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe six days away from the start of the college football season week zero as we welcome you back to betting across america back with scott seidenberg on the east coast i'm ben wilson here in las vegas did want to just make a quick point on that uh, scott we had Dwayne colucci our, our good pal on earlier he Dwayne is the nicest man in the business he, he did text me to uh, to say he he did get a couple of his lines backwards as far as openers and where they are currently so uh, we're just talking about a couple of these line moves utep new mexico state that is currently utep minus nine at most uh, spots that was UTEP minus seven. Uh, Dwayne, you know, Dwayne again. He just he apologized, which I, we always appreciate. Uh, Dwayne wanted to make sure we had all of this this stuff right. And uh, Appalachian State they were laying thirteen, now down to ten and a half. Tens elsewhere against Eastern Carolina uh, for week zero. So just wanted to make sure uh, we touched on that. Uh, mentioned UTEP, New Mexico State, Scott, as well as UConn, Fresno State. <laughs> Those are the other week two, or I should say week zero games coming up here in a couple of days that we have not mentioned yet. And, and your largest line there in, uh, in the Valley, Fresno State laying 27 to uh, UConn with a total of 62. For those, for those t- final two games, anything that uh, interests you uh, there, Scott, as far as the week zero games? 
you know, yeah, the UTEP line moves with good reason. Um, New Mexico State has a lot of problems defensively. They didn't play last year, if you remember, and they actually played in the uh, spring. But those games were kind of like modified scrimmages for them, if, if you want to even call it that. Their defense, though, struggled against FCS teams. And uh, listen, UTEP's not a world beater here, but their running game is good enough to get the job done. Their passing game should be able to find some holes against this New Mexico State team. And uh, I just think that UTEP's going to roll in this game. I can see them winning by double digits. So I'm not surprised that the line moved from seven to nine. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be a 10-point win for UTEP uh, against, again, a New Mexico State team that struggled against FCS opponents uh, here in the spring. Now, does, does that spring help them? getting these scrimmages, uh, you know, closely, or does it hurt them? The fact that, you know, they didn't play all last season and this is uh, the limited action that we did see some of their players playing. Right. It was, it's just a weird spot overall for them because the whack as a whole, a whack football has returned conference wide for a stretch. New Mexico state was the only team in the whack that fielded a team. And so they were an FBS independent. The whack is now coming back and they're starting at the FCS level. They have a joint venture with the Atlantic sun this year uh, as they're trying to, they have a bunch of, of recently formed Division One programs, teams like Dixie State, uh, who are who are making the jump from uh, the either Division Two or, or lower ranks, or from FCS now. Uh, so it'll be again FCS on the football level this year for the WAC, but just a, an overall league of transition. And you still have New Mexico State; they're kind of just on that island, Scott, kind of all by, all by themselves. There was some thought within the conference that maybe that would be a team, maybe they would just drop back down uh, to FCS. But currently, they they still want to hold out and play the full FBS schedule, and it just it leaves you with. I mean, what was it? Two years ago, we saw that they literally played like a home and home with uh, it, some some small team on the East Coast. Like it was it was hard for them just to find teams to schedule because of the uh, because of that weird uh, weird scenario. So just a bizarre scenario, and it's it's one of those things where you wouldn't expect UTEP. It's not like they've been favored by more than a touchdown on the road in quite some time. But you can't argue with uh, with a line move when you when you you know phrase it like that, right? Yeah, that, that, and that's what I'm looking at here. The, the, to me, it's no surprise that the line moved. You know, uh, kudos to you if you got it in early, but uh, I still think that this is a double-digit win for the Miners. Uh, meanwhile, we do also have NFL preseason continuing today. One more game still on the slate. So, again, week zero, six days away. NFL start 18 days away, week one on Thursday, September the 9th. And as we're, we've been talking about throughout the show, a 7-7 a game right now in Cleveland as they have just started the second half. Giants and Browns uh, just underway. And that, that it's funny, Scott, did see some, uh, some betting to the over there, at least at the halftime line, was bet from 16.5 to 17 for the second half line after almost all the money was to the under there pregame from 37.5 down to 34 or 34.5. So the, the pregame bettors are ahead right now. Uh, they, they might not be saying the same thing had Case Keenum not thrown a disastrous pick in the end zone uh, late in the first half. But anyway, 7-7 seven, seven there. And the game still to come is 49ers Chargers with San Francisco laying six at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Chargers uh, and the Niners total here at 34. What can we expect as far as who's actually going to play uh, in, in this one here? The, the later game today, 730 start on the East Coast. Uh, the Trey Lance show. Um, that's pretty much what we're going to expect here, right? We're going to see uh, what Trey Lance can do to impress people and try and uh, win that starting job. Uh, I still think that it's going to be Garoppolo in week one, but uh, it will be Trey Lance at some point, and there's always an outside chance that Garoppolo gets traded. So, uh, you know, there were reports that the team was shopping him around, and you know he's a capable starter in this league, so should a team get uh, an injury to their quarterback or decide to make a change, there's 
always a possibility that Garoppolo could be on the move. So Trey Lance is really the guy that you want to watch and pay attention to in this game to see uh, how much confidence the coaching staff has in him throughout this game. And better's feeling the same way after, you know, there was, it was a mixed bag as it was for many rookie quarterbacks in week one. And while Lance was not that efficient throwing more incompletions than completions, still he, he showed you the flashes kind of like what we've seen with Justin Fields so far, Scott, that uh, has, has led so many to be excited about his prospects as an NFL quarterback. And uh, the betters look, this, this thing went from four, four and a half now up to six total. Hasn't really moved a uh, better bet. Uh, Scott on, on the prop. Will there be a fight break out in the stands at SoFi stadium tonight? Uh, prop, I'm gonna set, I'm, look, the, the Raiders Rams. I mean that, that now that one, I would have set the line last night at about uh, minus 8,000. I don't know if I would go that high on, on this one tonight since you know, the Chargers uh, fan base, yeah, not, not quite as, uh, you know, not going to be as, as amped up maybe as, uh, as what we saw in the Raiders Rams. But I'll say that should still, that line still should be set with the poor food options apparently being offered at SoFi, like minus 250. That's what I'm going to set that yeah. up for today. The stadium did look beautiful, though, with fans in attendance. So certainly will be a sight to be seen this year with uh, fans in the, in the building. It looked great. It's just, you know, can we do better than the Firefest, uh, you know, cheese cheese sandwich going on in the concessions? That's that's all I... Hey, I heard that uh, I heard that Allegiant Stadium last night during SummerSlam, yes. uh, the credit card machine stopped <laughs> working. And they so they gave away food and drinks for free because it is a cashless facility. So they were unable to take cards. They were just giving food away last night. Yeah, look, uh, the, 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 again, you got a demanding audience, but you got uh, the SummerSlam folks in there too. Uh, look at that's, that. I was at a, a, last time I was in New York, Scott was at the uh, Yankees Red Sox and they, everything, same thing happened. Now they could still take cash, but uh, not the best of looks <laughs> when you're, you're advertising the state of the art, like in the Raiders case, Allegiant stadium. Uh, what could possibly go wrong there? Uh, not not allowing the uh, not not being able to process uh, the, the, giving away free food. Uh, we'll see what happens though tonight. Again, Niners laying six uh, against the Chargers. Total of 34, and we will continue to talk some more NFL with our friend Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, who is going to join us right after this as we close out the show. Also, uh, going to talk a little MLB too. We've got to update things as well around the diamond. Some more scores taking place. We'll tell you about that on the other side as we wrap things up. Betting across America, right here on VSync, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. 
Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Summer heats up, so does the sports betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000, and your first wager is risk-free, up to $1,000. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in MLB, MLS, and more sports from around the globe. And when you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials from breathtaking goals to colossal home runs. The king of sportsbooks takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM app today, or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000. Send 1000 to get back up to $1,000 on your very first wager. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It is our final segment. Betting across America here on a Sunday. Been outstanding. I'm getting to hang out with Scott Steinberg here for the past couple days. Scott joining us from the uh, tri-state area and... Uh, Batting down the hatches there in uh, New York, Scott, with the uh, the Tropical Storm Henry. Uh, we obviously cer- certainly thinking of everybody there on the East Coast, but uh, we're, we're holding. It sounds like you guys are all holding up all right, even though a couple games have been postponed on the MLB card as a result, and uh, certainly the uh, the golf, which we'll see push back to tomorrow. Uh, but great to be hanging out with you here for the last couple of days. We're going to bring on uh, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus here in uh, just a second. Uh, as far as uh, the, what's happening out, uh, we we have another quarterback change in uh, in Cleveland. By the way, we're going uh, we're going third string as far as the Giants quarterbacking uh, so far. 7-7, three minutes into the third quarter. 30 and a half now, your live total. And uh, would it surprise you at this point to see like 10-7, the, the final score there uh, in, in Cleveland, Scott? Not at all. Not at all. And you mentioned the Giants who are now going with uh, uh, Brian Leverke, who uh, from Michigan State, who um, was signed this week. So, <laughs> you, you the Lewerke show, guy. yes. 
Yeah, you're bringing a guy that you signed just a couple of days ago, and here you go. The, sometimes this happens, though, a lot is, you know, you, you're going to bring in players that are just going to just be bodies for you here in the preseason. No intention of having them make your roster, but you just need people to play in the preseason. Kyle Aoletta versus the uh, Brian Lewerke show going on right now uh, in Cleveland. We'll, we'll talk some more NFL as well right now as we bring on Eric Eager. Uh, always an outstanding guest across many of our VSIN shows. Give him a follow at PFF underscore Eric. And uh, while, while we're not paying attention right now to the, you know, the, the Aoletta Lewerke show here, uh, Eric, I know you're probably enthralled with that with preseason betting. We were just talking a moment ago about uh, the, the upcoming game later on today. Niners Chargers where we see that line up to six now. Expecting to see a lot of uh, Trey Lance today. As you You've gotten to see really our first looks of Lance from last week. How have you evaluated what you've seen out of him? I know it's such a small sample size and early, but what do you make of that situation as we get closer and closer now to week one in the, in the San Francisco quarterback room? Well, I last week probably got him less close to starting week one than he was before, right? We saw all the highlights in the in camp uh, of him throwing the football extremely well of him, um, you know, having that arm that they certainly drafted and, and traded up a bunch of picks for. Um, but he had three turnover worthy plays in our metrics. He took a few sacks. He fumbled quite a bit uh, or not quite a bit, but enough uh, to make you a little bit nervous. And I think, you know, essentially what, you know, he showed everybody was exactly what we thought when he was drafted, which is among those five guys that got taken in the first round, he probably has the lowest floor and the highest ceiling. I want to talk about the Colts here because they're a team, Eric, that's been so interesting to me through the two games of the preseason. They're 2-0. and And I actually think Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger uh, weren't exactly terrible, but I think they're capable with this team uh, as long as the other pieces are healthy. So if Carson Wentz does miss some time to start the season, uh, what's your opinion on this Colts team with either Eason or Ellinger at quarterback? I, I mean, I don't think that they should be under a field goal uh, – you know, underdog in week one against Seattle, if they're starting somebody other than Wentz. And that appears to be what the market sort of playing, like sort of, it was like when Rogers, um, you know, they thought he was going to Denver, possibly the market sort of playing halfway, um, you know, the people like, you know, who got Seattle at the plus two and a half, teased them up to plus eight and a half, or even took a juiced plus three are all probably really happy right now. Um, but I do think, you know, the, the lights are going to be on on that offense, which is fine. Like they're not, it's not going to be a difficulty for them, you know, taking snaps and stuff like that. So from that perspective, um, I think you do have to be happy if you're a Colts fan that things haven't looked disastrous um, long-term for them. I, you, you guys have, uh, you guys just had the Titans, uh, uh, sort of division odds up there, like minus 120 is, pro- you know, a lot of people got it at plus 120, plus 110. Um, you know, I think people who are sitting there with the Titans ticket are probably pretty happy, despite, you know, the the positive things that have come out of Indianapolis with those backup quarterbacks. Again, Eric Eager, kind enough to give us some time here from Pro Football Focus. Again, follow him at PFF uh, underscore Eric as we uh, get ready for the start of the NFL season. Some of the other uh, kind of interesting, uh, notable things to talk about. We've seen so much steam from the futures market on Cleveland, the team that we're watching right now. Who, by the way, just get a touchdown. Uh, John John Kelly, household name, guys, uh, getting into the end zone for Cleveland. So 14-7 Browns now in the third quarter. But it's interesting, too, when you compare some of the really, you know, the, the smart media guys out there. Oh, we, I consider you a very smart media 
media guy, Eric. And we've seen some guys say, and I know some. we just had uh, Aaron Schatz on a few days ago on our uh, colleague Gil Alexander show, and he was one of the few who said he, he thinks, uh, at least from the football outsider data, they're not really high on, on Cleveland this year, thinks there could be some aggression coming, whereas you know we've had uh, Warren Sharp on, and he's, he's been a big believer and backer of, of, uh, of this Cleveland team. So we've got you know some of the best minds in football here, guys. The Sharp football, football outsiders, PFF. I'll let you break the tie here, Eric. Where, where do you guys make uh, with your modeling of, of how this Cleveland team should be evaluated coming into this year? <clears throat> yeah, they're they're to us the favorite in the AFC North. I know we really like uh, you know Baltimore, but they showed a season ago how fragile things can be for them. Um, you know, when it comes to you know their their offense, they're they're losing Orlando Brown. Obviously, they get Ronnie Stanley back. They get some wide receivers, but you know we've already seen injuries to Watkins. He's already seen injuries. Um, to Rashad Bateman uh, on defense, you know, during the era of Lamar Jackson so far, the Ravens have spent almost two thirds of their money on defense. That's no longer going to be, you know, a reality for them in the future. And the, so there's a lot of question marks about Lamar Jackson, which I think are interesting because he's a former MVP. Um, but he, you know, I, I, for me, for my money, I think it's Cleveland at plus 150. That's the good bet. Um, obviously, got reinforcements to defense. You have a second year under Stefanski, you know, uh, mostly a, a full off season there. Um, Andrew Barry's a great GM. You have a you have a really solid offensive line. You get Odell Beckham Jr. back, um, and, and obviously Mayfield. I don't think he played his best at the beginning of the season, but he came on really strong. And there's a lot of things like I, I don't necessarily want to poo-poo what somebody like Schatz is doing, but the fact is, is there were probably four games in Cleveland's data set last year that you almost have to throw out or three consecutive home games where um, every single game had terrible weather. Um, you also had the the game at the end of the season where they lost to the Jets, where they played with no wide receivers. And, and so, you know, a lot of data, I know Cleveland was negative point differential last year and, and all that kind of stuff in the regular season, but a lot of that had to do with, you know, some of the scheduling quirks and the COVID quirks that we had uh, during the season. So I'm high on them. Um, I don't know about long-term. If they give Baker Mayfield the $45 million a year, he's probably going to command after a decent season. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be tougher for them. But right now with Baker on that rookie deal, I think they'll be fine. Sticking in the AFC, over in the East, the Buffalo Bills are a small favorite, minus 150, to win that division. If it's not Buffalo, who could it be, New England or the Miami Dolphins? I think the Dolphins are the one that I wouldn't touch here. Um, you look at their team, like Tua, it looks like Tua might make the next step, but I'm a little bit skeptical of that. Um, they did get Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle for him. So in theory, I, I think they'll be better on offense. But on defense last season, they were tops in the league in terms of turnovers, force per drive. Um, but they were like in the bottom third of the league in terms of yards per play allowed. I think that defense is a little bit overrated um, and, you know, working sort of off of the um, you know, reputation of the head coach. Um, New England's one. I think if they start Cam early, it probably isn't going to be worth the play. The, the, the team that I'm going to bet at price in this division is actually the Jets, a 25 to 1. Um, you know, I know a lot of people don't want to buy into the Jets and, and it's sort of, you know, kind of similar to the Browns where historically they've just been bad for so long. Um, but you look at the Jets, um, you know, I think people underestimated how nice of a system for a young quarterback that Mike LaFleur offense is going to be. Um, and Robert Salah is a defensive coordinator. I know they lost Carl Lawson this week, but he dealt with injuries mm -hmm. better than anybody in the NFL last year as the coordinator of the Niners.
You heard it here first. Jets, 25-1 to 1 when they have the East. Uh, as uh, Eric Eager joining us here from uh, Pro Football Focus. Uh, always great to have you on, Eric. I know this is about to be a very hectic, busy time as you guys get ready to ramp up for the start of the season. So we always appreciate you taking a few minutes, and we look forward to having you on uh, here in the coming days and weeks. Appreciate it as always. Anything for you guys. Take care. Have a good, uh, have a good uh, rest of the preseason uh, week three. We will, we'll do our best. Uh, I know I've, first, uh, first half loss. I know for Scott, tough one to uh, swallow, despite the efforts of one Kyle Laoletta, and it's now 14-7 uh, Cleveland. By the way, 34 and a half is your total, Scott. So that might be a sweat for the, the overall uh, total backers based on where it's at now. However, with the couple of snaps I've seen out of Brian Lewerke, I'm not sure. I don't know if the Giants are scoring any more points. I'll, I'll put it that way. Darn that Case Keenum interception. Oh, I know. Uh, brutal. <laughs> brutal. Case Keenum. Come on, man. You were doing so good, and then it, uh, it all went uh, downhill. A uh, couple uh, scoring updates before we, uh, we hit the road here on uh, betting across America. As uh, the, the Astros have scored a couple early against the, uh, the now sliding Mariners, Framber Valdez on the mound today for Houston. 2-0 lead for the Strohs into the top of the third. Jordan Alvarez with his 25th homer of the year. How about Miguel Cabrera? Uh, Scott still showing some pop. Home run to tie the game at one. Largest favorite on the board today, Steven Matz and the Blue Jays. But they have not shown much offensively as it's now a 1-1 game as we play right now. Bottom of the sixth, minus 250 still, though, the Blue Jays live. Uh, kind of hard to kind of hard to believe at this point. Obviously, the algorithm just playing off the pregame number. But uh, look at Miggy, still 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 got it for Detroit. That's number five hundred. Congratulations! Finally hit the milestone. He's been sitting on four ninety nine for a while. So uh, glad to get that uh, out of the way, and we'll see if uh, that motivates him now moving forward. Yep. But milestone number five hundred for that, Miggy. Yeah, that is what a you know the, the longevity of Miguel Caprera. It's been uh, a sight to behold. Congratulations to him, uh, Scott Seidenberg. Speaking of uh, longevity, it's been great. Six hours for us over the last two shows. Uh, been been outstanding to work with you here this weekend. I know you are. You'll be having a lot more uh, appearances here on Veasan going forward next week on the pregame show with uh, and betting across America with Adam Candy. So been a blast, my friend. You take care. Stay safe out on the uh, on the East Coast. We'll talk again soon. Enjoy the tennis, my friend. Uh, that I will. Yes, that's going to be crazy. Uh, U.S. Open week from tomorrow. Going to be firing uh, likely every day. Can't wait for that. Uh, thanks as well to Jason Kahn and the rest of our crew behind the scenes. Dakota, Jeff, everybody uh, hanging out with us on a Sunday. I'm Ben Wilson saying so long here from Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, the Green Zone. Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds up next. spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.